0: My hands were steady My eyes were clear and bright My walk had purpose My steps were quick and light And I held firm To what I felt was right Like a rock Like a rock I was strong as I could be Like
1: a rock All right, we are going to be joined in a minute or two by former Prime Minister Bruce Golding. So let me take a few of our WhatsAppers in the meantime. Here's one from a gentleman who says, since you're asking about who vote for whom, here goes. I voted for the PNP four times, the NDM once, and the JLP twice. I switched after realizing the PNP were unable to make any meaningful positive change to the country. Hmm, I understand that. Yeah, a number of people would identify with that here's another one from our whatsappers when rich go into politics their appetite and those around them bigger than life the poor man pinch pinch and normally get catch <laughs> really <laughs> here's another one from whatsapp when comrade milton coming with what comrade milton coming with now he just jumped from one point to the other without merit leave milton alone Hi Cliff. The reason most people are against the PNP is they acted as though people are fools. They need a new way of politicking. Don't criticize something when you are doing the same thing. Like we can't judge between wrong and right. And I won't tell you how the right is spelled. Ah, tell the YouTubers, Cliff, to like the channel, 1200 viewership and only 83 likes. Come on, YouTubers. You have to do better than that. You have to do better than that. Mr. Cliff, the PNP, going on as if if they own Jamaica, it is okay for them to use government land, but it is wrong for the (laughs) JLP. No, no. Can't be right when only them do it. It's wrong, it's wrong. Yes? All right. Uh, Here's another one on YouTube, on WhatsApp. I'm suggesting that the government increase the travel tax on all incoming passengers on on their tickets to cover the costs of manning the ports and the testing itself. Yeah. So that's an idea from someone on WhatsApp. Increase the, the tax. Alright, on YouTube we have the discussion going. J Ham. Says Cliff, you must always start with YouTube. Really? Sandy Golden, Bruce, the bright PM. Georgia, Calawan, Miller. Most schools were built by the Labour Party government of the 60s. Oh, they're going after the PNP. Eh? Ha ha, says Trudy and Campbell. JJ, what about fruits, cane and a fruit juice of your choice? I don't know what they're talking about there. Yeah? <laughs> ah, and Supreme Kids, said Mr. Golding, your former barber. Mr. Weber, yeah, leg is amputated and is at home doing nothing. He's asking for help. Good morning, Mr. Golding. Hi, morning, morning, Chris. You hear that message? You see, media is today, yeah. YouTube. She hears yeah. or he hears you're coming on and he sends you a message. Your former barber, Mr. Yeah. Webb. you know of him?
2: Yeah, Ben Roy. Ben Roy. Yeah? Well, I'm, 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 I'm really, I'm really shaking to hear that. Yes. All right, I'm going to try and make contact with him. I hope, I hope the number half him is still good.
1: Yes, yes, good. All right, let's get to the business here at hand. Ghana's acting chief justice yesterday supported the ruling of the Caribbean Court of Justice, endorsing the national recount, which mm-hmm. shows the opposition PPPC as a country's election winner. But already yes. we are hearing talk of another legal application Yes, in yep. response to yep. yesterday's ruling, where is this going to end, Bruce Golding?
2: Well, uh, right now only God knows. But if I if I were to pr- project or predict, I think it's going to go all the way back to the CCJ. Uh, the, the appeal court has a has demonstrated a, a rather idiosyncr- idiosyncratic behavior, and I would be surprised if they overturn the Chief Justice's ruling. In which case, the matter would unlikely be appealed to the CCJ, and I would hope that at that point we would uh, arrive at some finality. Mm. It, it, it has been to court so many times. Yes, that several of the avenues have been closed, so that with every time it goes to the court, the, the avenues still open are are less. No. Mm-hmm. And and so hopefully, hopefully we, we'll get there. But it has been more than four and a half months, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you, you know, we, we need to recall how this thing started, you know. The elections were well managed. I was there. I visited, my team visited, not me personally, but my mm-hmm. team, including myself, visited, I think, 213 polling stations. And we were satisfied with how the elections were conducted. The officials there were well-trained. They were very professional. There was no... We didn't have any discrepancy of any... You know, people had to wait in lines and, and so on. But there was no nothing that would mar the outcome. The votes were counted at the polling stations. The statements of poll were issued. The statements of poll are then tabulated region by region. mm mm-hmm. Because Region 4 is the largest region, while their statements of poll were tabulated, the results for the other nine regions have already been known. And it indicated that the opposition was leading by over 50,000 votes. Hmm. Now, Region 4 is the largest region, and it is a stronghold for the governing party.
1: That's Georgetown.
2: That's Georgetown. Mm -hmm.
1: The capital
2: when they had reached halfway over 400 of 800 and odd boxes up to that time everything was going well the returning officer was calling out the numbers the numbers corresponded with the statements of poll that the party agents had in their possession but <laughs> the information regarding the other nine regions had become known and it showed that the governing party would have to win region four by over 55,000 votes in order to win the election Mm -hmm. the tabulation there was suspended Mm -hmm. when it resumed all of a sudden the numbers that the returning officer was calling out were not the same numbers that appeared on the statements of poll Mm -hmm. the numbers showed that the governing party in some instances the numbers called out for the governing party were as much as 120 votes more than the statements of poll showed <laughs> and in some instances the numbers called out for the opposition party were sometimes 30 and 40 votes less than the statements of poll showed mm-hmm. and that was what now turned the thing around so that the governing party ended up with a majority based on those false numbers of, of over 5,000 votes mm-hmm. That matter went to the court, came back, it went back to the court, and this has been going on for four and a half months. Yes. Um, Now, CARICOM intervened, and CARICOM got the agreement of both parties, for both major parties, indeed all the parties, to recount all the votes, all the votes for all the regions, not just region four. Yes. And when the recount was done, the recount showed that the statements of poll were correct. And mm-hmm. I mean the numbers coming out of the recount gave the opposition party a majority of fifteen thousand four hundred and sixteen the statements of poll had given the opposition party a majority of fifteen thousand three hundred and sixteen one hundred 100 voteless but in but in both instances the numbers were were almost identical mm-hmm. so everybody thought that now that had been Sexually? established mm-hmm. that you know the thing is mm-hmm. over the Results will be declared, and the government will be sworn in. The governing party has used every means, um, legal, propaganda-wise. Uh, they're now claiming that a lot of people voted in other people's names, although none of the observers noted any objection that were made, objections that were made at the polling station about her impersonation. Yes. Um, then they've used all sorts of legal arguments that the law requires that you have to use what the returning officer produced, even even if it is palpably false. The law says that is what you have to use. So these are the matters that have been frustrating the process. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is really a waste of the court's time. Um, but, but, you know, you, you live under a constitutional system and people have access to the courts and therefore you just have to follow it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm going to the, the OS has called a special meeting of its permanent council today. And I'm scheduled to make a presentation to them at one thirty, in which I'm going to outline all of these events and indicate some of the consequences, no? Yes. The damage that has been done to Ghana's image and reputation is, is significant. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not something that is going to be repaired easily. I mean, it's going to probably take a whole generation Mm -hmm. uh, for people to be satisfied that, not only a generation, but it's going to require substantial institutional reform for the world to be satisfied that this won't happen again. And that is what they have to
1: seek to achieve. Well, Mr. Golding, may may I put it to you that Ghana, between the mid-60s, yes, up to 92 had to endure spasms of pain and political fallout over rigged elections, yeah. Yes. Under Forbes Burnham's PNC, National People's National Congress, and it yes. is widely uh, uh, felt that the first free and fair elections were those that were held in 1992. Yes. Yes. And they seem to be getting it right since then. But well,
2: what is significant? What is significant is that Caricom, Caricom, despite all its feelings, does 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 serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Caricom's intervention, and then following on that, the involvement of the Carter Center, mm-hmm. was what brought about a new electoral arrangement, the establishment of the Elections Commission, with equal representation from both the major parties. Yes. a whole set of, of, of legal and constitutional reform. And since that time, they have slowly, because this thing doesn't happen overnight, uh-huh. they have slowly built back a reputation for free and fair yeah, election. elections. Yes. And that has now been severely damaged. Right. I mean, an investor is going to say, well, why should I invest my money there if I'm not sure when they have an election and there's supposed to be a change of government, one mm-hmm. government that decided that it's not leave in office. You
3: know? so,
1: so after the break, I want to ask you, Yes? Are the recent discoveries of oil a big factor here? Why APNU AFC is, you know, in in such a brazen manner, is attempting to steal the elections after the break?
0: My hands were steady. My eyes were clear and bright.
2: On target. Probing and informative. On target today with Cliff Hughes Online.
0: My hands were steady. My eyes were clear and bright. My walk had purpose. My steps were quick and light. And I held firm to what I felt was right. I go right. strong as I could be like a rock. Nothing ever got to me like a rock. I was something to see like a rock.
1: Nineteen minutes after 11. Thanks so much for staying with us. We, we continue with former Prime Minister Bruce Golding who led an election observer mission from the Organization of American States, the OAS, to the March 2 general elections in Ghana that is of concern now, four and a half, nearly five months later, and no winner is declared. Before the break, Mr. Golding, the the black gold, is that what's the big factor here why some people are pushing so hard to win those elections or to steal it? Uh,
2: I I believe so. I believe so. Ghana has found so far 9 billion barrels of oil. Nine. And almost every two, three months, they're finding more. Uh, Ghana is likely to become one of the major um, oil producers, certainly in the Western Hemisphere, um, and, and will probably rank in the top 10 in the world. And I believe that this is what is is, is driving people to this kind of craziness that we have seen mm-hmm. for two reasons. One is, uh, if, if, if a country discovers oil, particularly a poor country, Uh, Then, uh, provided that resource is properly managed, the country is going to see a level of development. I think the IMF had projected that this year the economy was going to grow by 100 and odd percent, just before COVID. Uh, So, the kind of impact that it's likely to have on a country that is so poor Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be significant. Now, if a government is presiding over that, Your chances of being removed from office are that much more challenging
3: right Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, but secondly secondly and i use my words carefully here with that enormous amount of wealth floating around the opportunities for misbehavior for corruption are significant Mm -hmm. and there may very well be persons whether in the body or in the coattails of the governing party that do not want to be deprived of those opportunities, nefarious though they may be. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of adrenaline flowing. Yes. There's a lot that motivating people that look, we have to hold on to power at all costs, no matter what shame we bring on ourselves, no matter the condemnation that has already come from Several countries of the world, major international organizations, America has already started to impose sanctions. Uh, Europe and, and Canada and Britain have indicated that they will be doing likewise. When the stakes are so high, then some people are prepared to sit to hell with all of that. Let us hold on to this thing because mm-hmm. we can't afford to let it go.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Coming out of that presentation this evening, what are the options open to the OAS?
2: Oh, those options are, are quite significant there. At, at, at the extreme, um, Ghana could be suspended um, and could be suspended preliminarily to expulsion. Mm-hmm. Suspended, and if they don't straighten up and fly right, then expulsion. That's the extreme. Yeah. But prior to that, under the charter, the OS can uh, insist on certain sanctions that member countries of the OS would be the word obliged a too strong a word but would be strongly encouraged mm-hmm. to to impose. Yes. Um, and then uh, further beyond that, as we have seen in Venezuela for example, could be a situation where member countries of the o, the Granger government. Yes. And some may even go further to you know, recognize um, President elect Ali as the de facto government. Hmm. That's a messy kind of situation that I hope we don't get to. Yes. Uh, because you're dealing with, you know, you'll be dealing now with two presidents one that controls the levers of power and the other who commands the respect and recognition of uh, significant players in the world. Yes. I'm hoping that even at this late stage, that those who have been conniving will now figure that, look, we have reached the end of the road, we can't go any further. Mm. They will have to contend with what damage it has done to their own reputation and the consequences that some of them will have to bear. My understanding from the information coming out of Ghana is that that it's not just the political functionaries who have been subject to visa revocation, Mm -hmm. that this has also applied to private sector persons who are perceived to be uh, supporting financially the governing party and then there's also the possibility that assets which are held in the united states may be frozen yes there's the possibility that some of them may now be blacklisted so that countries that operate in the u.s will be told that they can't do business with with these companies um it's 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 it's, it, it, it can be awful i mean it can be crippling in terms of the impact that it, it has. As, as we have seen, for example, in what has transpired in Venezuela, even though I don't necessarily endorse all of the actions that, that have been taken there, but this is, when you decide to go down this road, those are some of the, the eventualities that you better prepare for. Yeah, And all the oil in the world is not going to help you. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if america to say, for example, to ExxonMobil, cease operating in Ghana or else... Um, you're going to face sanctions in, 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 in back home in America. What do you think Exxon is going to do? I they're mean, going as, to much as, the, as much as Ghana oil means a lot to them, they can't afford to be subject to sanctions in America. Oh, yes. Ghana better understand the people in Ghana who are doing these things better understand what they're playing with.
1: Mm-hmm. May I bring you home? Leaving Ghana, come home now to some local well, issues. Here now. Uh, you, you know,
2: you. you I, I, you know, afraid of you know. You know, I've always told
1: you that. But well, you have no reason to. You have no, no because, reason
2: to. No, because you you will lead me astray. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not possible. That's not possible. B- b- give me your reading of the I mean, Johnson Poll well, results. Well, well,
2: well why we don't discuss the current drought situation that is um, threatening Jamaica?
1: Well, well, we will. But as far as I know, you're not a meteorologist or a weather forecaster. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm no. I'm no expert. I have no expertise in what you were evidently was. It
1: uh, tell me now. Tell me. Give your re- give me your assessment of the John suppose this close to a general election.
2: Well, I find it, I find it astonishing. I mean, uh, if if you were to extrapolate from those numbers, and if those numbers hold true to election day, you will look at a Jamaica Labour Party victory that is unprecedented in terms of the numbers in terms of the majority um no party has ever won an election by more than 60 percent and that was the jlp in 1980 just 59.6 percent i think and that was as you recall a, a, a massive landslide yes. if we were winning we were winning seats that normally we would never even think yes. possible um and that was that was 60 percent what chance is saying is you know, 66 and two-thirds percent to, you know, to, to 33 and a third. Now, I, I don't know that those numbers will hold. What is quite clear, however, is that the JLP enjoys a substantial lead, um, so substantial that uh, something really earth-shaking would have, have to happen in the couple of months left before an election is held, that would enable that... that um, that kind of majority to dissipate. it
1: It's highly unlikely. But do, do you think the effect of the series of scandals, issues, for example, last week was a wretched week for the administration, that those could somehow dampen the numbers and the enthusiasm for the administration?
2: That is possible. Although if you go back to Johnson, Johnson says that his findings suggest that people don't attach a great deal of weight to that i'm sure that some people will be concerned and that may that may affect them particularly if they were you know leaning toward but not not fully committed to voting for the labor party but it beyond just the polls and winning of elections though is that let me say this mm-hmm. uh, when i'm through, say goodbye let me go <laughs> um Andrew Holness enjoys a level of support and goodwill that no leader before him has enjoyed. No leader.
1: Including Michael Manley?
2: Including Michael Manley, including Buster Manley, including Norman Manley. No leader has ever enjoyed this level of goodwill. Now whether that is partly due Uh to the fact that the PNP has its own internal problems and even among their own ranks, there is, you know, disquiet. Um, that may have contributed somewhat to it, but don't take it away from Andrew Holness. He has, he has built a level of support that is, uh, that is enormous. And I would say this. Um, it's a level of support that he must not take for granted. It's, uh, it, it, has, it has given him a level of political capital that he cannot afford to squander. I have a great deal of regard for him. I believe his heart is in the right place, and I only hope that his mind is holding hands with his heart. Okay, Cliff. And nice and talking
1: to you. One more man, one more. You can't just drop that and leave Mr Mr Gould. Why not? Why oh not? man. What about those around him? Do they appreciate that build up of capital and they must not take it for granted? You were prime minister once when you have to make tough decisions when people fall out of line. Yeah? Do you think those around him appreciate that and are prepared to not squander that goodwill?
2: I don't know um, I'm sure that not all of them do but then they are not leaders he's the leader and he has enough strength w- one of the things you see uh, and I've been there so I know it one of the things when you're a political leader you have to be concerned about your base no? and you have to make sure that you hold that base with you mm-hmm. but that base is never going to be enough so one of the qualities measurements of effective leadership is the extent to which you and it's normally you not so much a party but you can draw to the polling station people are not liberalized but persons who will come here and vote because they in you the kind of leadership that that they want that they respect that they want to continue mm-hmm. Well, the leader has that kind of support outside of Belmont Road. That leader is enormously powerful inside Belmont Road. He's not beholden to anybody. Nobody can, Nobody can give him no chat because people inside Belmont Road know that Belmont Road alone can win the election. You have to be able to pull those people who would never drive into Belmont Road but who like what the leader of Belmont Road is doing. And therefore, they are sensitive to that. And that's why his position in the party now is so strong. Strong, strong, stronger than I was ever able to to achieve and enjoy. And because of that, he does not have to look over his shoulder anymore. He, he had to do that after the 2016 election. He had a majority of one. Mm-hmm. But at this stage, every Labour right know that, look, <laughs> this man is gold. Um, and don't mess around because... He's the person, Andrew is going to pull people into Gordon House that ordinarily would not be able to get there. He's going to be able to pull some candidates across the finish line that left on their own, even without support, they would not have been able to make it. Now, when really that, that kind of power uh, influence and strength that leader has enormous authority. And I'm sure that he's aware of it. Um, he has his own mind, I mean, it's, you know, he, he, there are decisions that he has. Nobody, even though he touches base with me now and again and will bounce things off me, there are some decisions that he alone, mm-hmm. he alone can make. And there are some things that he, he's not even going to, he's not even going to consult about. Yeah. He has to, he has to weigh them He has to analyze them, and ultimately it has to be his decision. But the good thing about his decision is that he's now so strong that he doesn't have to worry, he doesn't have to celebrate about consequences. Um, He can take decisions. Once those decisions are the decisions he knows is right, and the kind of decisions that the people of goodwill expect Mm -hmm. of him, he can take those decisions without fear. Or without 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 any any concern about what the consequences might
1: be should he go for the elections? should he go for the elections this side of the year or next year
2: sorry you're breaking up what
1: should he go for the elections this side of the year or next year
2: i don't know there are too many factors at play you know one of which of course is is um one of which is, is the covid and you know you're managing that to what extent and i've worried about you know the last two days uh, you, 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 you you run a risk when you try to open up uh, because we are surrounded by so much so much source of infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to balance opening up, but you have to at the same time try to maintain the kind of protocols that will ensure that you don't become uh, a mini-America under Trump's mismanagement, you know? Yes. Uh, but this, side, uh, this year or next year, that's one factor. The other factor, too, is Bear in mind that we we have been told to a more than average hurricane season. Um, so one of the choices that you have to take is that we've been lucky so far, not much activity
3: mm-hmm. in
2: this region. But the height of the hurricane season is normally September down to October. Uh, you You have to weigh that as well, do you? And deal with it before you get into that the belly of the hurricane season, Mm -hmm. um, and run the risk, or do you run the risk of having to hold an election while you're trying to repair major hurricane damage? These are all sorts of 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 issues that I'm sure um, are operating in his mind. But ultimately, he's the one who has to decide. All
1: right, thank you, sir. Thank you for the time. All right, Cliff. Good, good. Really appreciate your time, sir. Bruce Golding former Prime Minister and head of the OAS mission to the general elections in Ghana. Time for the break.
0: My hands were steady, my eyes were clear and bright My walk had purpose, my steps were quick and light And I held firm